Rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Bizarre news, music suggestions, and a Valentine's Day holiday game. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse, and uh, we're happy to have you back. If you're a returning slacker, if you're a new one, welcome to the fucking show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking party, so uh, buckle in and brace yourself. If I can grab onto anything that's sturdy. We're uh, starting out talking about our Patreon. We have uh, re-tiered it. We got some new goals up on there, you know, covering the cost of the show, that kind of basic stuff that would just help us uh, provide a better show to you, the slackers, the listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been hard at work. We've we've been cranking the numbers. We've got the perfect selection of tiers for whatever you'd like to contribute to the show, if you would. And uh, now there's physical rewards, which are beautiful shirts, such as the one Jesse is wearing right now, actually. Oh, yeah, that's some of our merch that we have up on there, along with a hoodie. Um, we have a, a couple of mugs in our uh, shop if you head over to aspodcast.com. So there's plenty of stuff to check out. Um, we're done pushing our merch down your throat. Definitely go check it out. But uh, we're going to move on to the show here with our weird news. We always like to start out with a little bit of weed news. And we're headed up to the Great White North, our, our friendly brethren up in Canada. You, you know, they're doing weed right, Matt, I have to say. <sighs> they got to be doing it better than New York, which is uh, they're doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Hopefully that'll change soon. I know there's some stuff in the works. If you want to hear more about that, you can always tune into our weed news uh, updates that we do for uh, Growcast that we also put on our Patreon. But back to the subject at hand, we're talking about Canada, weed, and taxes. Um, did you know, Matt, that in Canada, you can claim cannabis on your taxes if you have a medical uh, permit? Really? Yeah, it's it, nice. it can be written off just like, you know, if you were going to go and get allergy medicine or something, um, a lot of health plans allow you to do that with like a health savings account and stuff along those lines. In Canada, though, if you have a doctor's note, you're able to just, you know, take it, it's it's a specific thing. You know, taxes are always kind of complicated. You have to take the uh, total value of your medical expenses minus either $2,268 or 3% of your total net income. So say, for example, in this uh, Daily Hive article that we found this on, they get, for example, Mary Jane's income is $50,000 um, and her medical expenses, including medical cannabis, were 4000 So in Mary's case, 3% of her total income is $1,500, which is less than the amount that they had stated before. And so you subtract that from her total claimable medical expenses. And she would end up with like $375 applied to the total. Really? She's only claiming 2,500. 
but hey, I mean, it's something, I guess. It, it's, it's a lot of hoops to jump through. You got to do the math and make sure that you uh, keep your receipts. But it's neat that you're actually able to claim this as a medical expense. And it's also neat to see how much weed you smoked, you know, through the years. Oh, God, that's that's mm-hmm. probably the hardest part of it is being like, hey, we spent fucking how much? Oh, my God, we got to hit the sales. like. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, I won't get ones or something. We killed uh, two pounds of weed this year. <laughs> and you're like, right? up top, up top. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. So that's it's interesting that they're able to do this. I hope that uh, the U.S. will come around to it. it obviously, it's got to be federally legalized before anything like that can happen. Um, so I say we go federally legal. We get some sort of universal coverage of health care that, that sponsors weed. Let's piss everyone off. Let's smoke oh weed on people's tax dollars. I'm sure that's... <laughs> It's a good way to rile up like health that. plan that covers like it's it's so shitty on anything that you really need. But like when it comes to weed, it's like you don't pay a dime. They literally just give it to you <laughs> on the way out of the doctor's office. Call it the green healthcare and mad people get behind it because they think it's just like an efficient. It's friendly to the environment, friendly to the human race, I which it kind of so. is. But like they don't realize. Oh, actually going with a problem and they're yeah. just giving you a fucking indica. <laughs> oh, man. Sleep it off, buddy. <laughs> Sleep it off. So that's uh, our weed article for uh, th- for this episode. If you want to read a little bit more, we'll be posting that up on our Facebook page. I eh, I don't know. Sometime, go check it out when I when okay. I post it. You're gonna have to like the page. I'm not gonna just give it out to you. Okay, guy. Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to entice him, Matt. All right. Well, I guess I should have been behind that, but it just seemed like kind of like push off. You know. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Well, our next story has got me up at e- uneasy, so I mean, you can't you can't help but like stand by my side once I give you the story of why I'm like a little offstandish here. All right, I'm gonna talk about this robbery. All right, and this is probably the most heinous robbery I've ever read about. Okay. Okay. And you're probably thinking, oh, straight violence, straight yeah, murder, like casualties or something. Massacre, not a casualty. I mean, people were not the same after. I'm sure people were changed forever after this robbery. But. All right, reveal this enigma. I can't wait I much longer. Much illusion. Okay, so we're gonna go to the Czech Republic. We're going to Prague, and uh, right in the city Prague? center, Prague. Is that how you say it? I believe so. Eh, corrections, whatever. Whatever. Edit that out. <laughs> we're going to Prague. <laughs> Prague. Prague. If you're listening to this in the future and you have an American Slacker bingo board, I think you just got a you got a square. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're going to Prague. We're uh, man <laughs> robbed a small shop in the city center, and it's amazing how he robbed the shop because he went in there and he said he had a knife, but what he was holding was not his knife. This man walked in without brandishing the knife at all and just pulled out his dick and said, hey, I have a knife. Give me the money. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe he had a knife. <laughs> maybe that's not what he was referring to. Now, no, my dick, you have a knife, though. I just, I couldn't help but put myself in the person that's behind the victim, you know, the, be the victim in the scenario. And I don't want I just, to. <laughs> I couldn't imagine how I would really react if a man walked into a retail job I was working at, it was just like, give me the money. It's just like, ugh. And dick hanging, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, I just don't want to, like, if I'm handing him the money, I, I'm not touching that hand. The one well, I don't know, man. I might call him on it. Like, you're you're, you're crazy, I think. Maybe you're I mean, crazy. that means you're really vulnerable, too, because you can get a swift, like, 
downward kick on it, you could oh knock that God. guy out of commission real quick. Just kick the dick right off of him? <laughs> yeah, just send it flying into the uh, fucking milk section. It's like one of those little stands for a T-ball. You just fucking whack. Bam. <laughs> oh, man. Odd, odd uh, method of, of robbing a place. Very, very odd. Uh, he it was successful. Obviously, he was apprehended, you know, not too long after the scenario occurred. But still, I mean, I just, I, I can't think, but like being in the scenario, like a dude walking into a shop, like whipping the dick out saying like, I got a knife too. Give me the money. Like, <laughs> so, no. Yeah. It, you, do you think there was a sexual motive behind this? No, I just don't, I don't know the motive. Like, I don't know if he was like, I don't have a knife, but maybe if I whip my dick out, it'll be one of those overkill incidents. Like, you know, they're just one of those people that has to top it right at the start. They don't, they don't escalate. There's no like leveling there. They just go it's like right. a shock value. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I got a fucking grenade for this moment. Bah! Just, you know, set the scene off the top and then you're able to kind of take control of the situation. Cause everyone sort of taken back. Do you think dick size applies to this? Like if he whipped out a little like teeny, like, you know, uh, bite-sized sausage. Are, are we like, <laughs> or, or are we talking about him dragging a fucking uh, yeah. rope through the door on his way in? Would, like, would that change your opinion? Like, if a guy whipped out a little, a little teeny sausage, oh. or maybe like a giant one. Like, is there a difference there yeah. with how you reacted? He's like, I Absolutely. got a knife too. Absolutely, the psychology behind it. You know, if if it's a tiny one, I mean, not to you not overpower to it. size shame, but yeah, I, I I'm like, <laughs> I got this. Um, sword fight? What's going on here? I'm fucking dick kicking is what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but if someone comes through like with a, a fucking mallet, like coming out of their trousers, like they've already won the situation. You, you're, you're like, there's nothing you can do at that point. What are you going to do? Whip it, whip yours out and just try and like <laughs> fucking compare and tell them to get out on bigger. No, you're done. It's cold you in here. It was warm out there when you came in. Right now, one thing I will mention is that the statue David, if you're familiar with it, you know, the naked one with the dude from the Bible, supposedly who fought Goliath. They always talk about how tiny his dick is, right? Well, um, yeah, the there's a reason for that. It's because he's going into battle. Maybe, just maybe, this guy robbing the store, he had like the same sort of situation going on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, like, we can't judge the man on his size when he's going into battle. I guess true, but I think it's, uh, it's a tense situation for sure. Statue of David definitely has a, a tinier male part because uh, back in the day they thought it was it was gross to have anything that wasn't tiny. No, no, it's it's because uh, if they were, it's it's like anatomically correct. Like if you're hopped up on adrenaline, your dick gets smaller because you're going into battle. It's not like you'd want your dick lopped off in, in battle. I swear to God, I swear. <sighs> All right, man. It's, I it's human biology. We'll get a scientist on American Slacker and break down the science of how the dick retreats when trouble is near. Oh, if I'm wrong, I'm sure people are screaming at their fucking radio right now. <laughs> ah, what do we know? We're just slackers. We're just giving you the news. Man, this guy's also, he's also got another shitty scam going on too he was uh, wanted for. He was like, uh, you know how like radio stations will have like a vehicle driving around and if you can spot it, you win like a fucking amount of money or whatever? Yeah. Dude, he, he he would claim that he had info to like where that vehicle would be, and he would sell you. Like, he'd be like, "Give me twenty bucks, I'll tell you where that vehicle's gonna be. You win a hundred, you know." Oh, so, okay. Those kind of guys, like, and the police were like, "We're gonna stop this shit too." And then he's he, a flim flam man. I don't know if that encouraged us. He's like, "Well, they're after me anyway, so fuck it." Well, dick hanging. Ah, give me the money. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a lot going on. It sounds like. 
Yeah, he's a busy guy, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely, a lot of schemes. Um, so we are headed over to New Zealand for our next story, where a seal was found to have eaten a USB drive. Now, who's going around finding USB drives and piles of poop? New Zealanders, apparently. There's <laughs> there's a, uh, a Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research, or I'm sorry, the National Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research, which is NIWA, and uh, they're going around trying to find the owner of this USB drive that they found. Because I guess what they do is they collect these uh, seal poop samples so they can, you know, check the health and of the local wildlife and biology. And every once in a while, they find a seal poop pearl. You never heard of that? No, I, I can't <laughs> say I have, but it sounds like a beautiful piece of jewelry. I thought I was going to be able to pull it off, but no. Um, yeah, so, I just can't imagine them just running around. But I mean, it's probably a study, you know, the, the, the amount of the bacteria and shit and who knows what studies they're doing. Right. I guess um, they have they have like citizens collect samples uh, when they need them to. So there's just people out there fucking scooping up poop and sending it to NIWA. And um, <laughs> you can tell like everything about a seal by its shit. Yeah, if you learn a lot, what it's eating, all that kind of stuff, um, including USB drives. And uh, I guess their preferred uh, method of, of scooping up the poop is putting it in ice cream containers, which okay. just makes you think, like, don't put it in the fridge. <laughs> don't put that in the fridge. You get yourself, like, a chocolate fudge brownie, like, empty container. You got some seal poop in there. You pop that in the fridge. Oh, I'll mail it out on Monday. All of a sudden, you go a whole weekend, and fucking all the containers are empty. You're... <laughs> Sick, because they're full of seal shit. Oh God, dude! I'm Don't just saying, it's an easy mix-up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Once it gets all together, it looks exactly like the uh, the double chocolate gelato. It, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You you get a little freezer burn. You never really tell the difference. Um, so these shit sifters, they're they're looking for the owner of this USB drive. Uh, they shifted this poop. <laughs> around and found it and it actually works they plugged it in apparently after i'm hoping cleaning it off and <laughs> realized that this usb drive actually has like photos and even some videos of someone kayaking in a blue kayak around some leopard seals so at some point they must have transferred file uh pictures to this usb and it got eaten by a seal oh my god it'd be hilarious to fuck with them and like put photos of seals on it and then like have the seal eat it and then they're like who owns this and they're like it's fucking photos of seals man the seals are using usb drives now right they're out there taking selfies <laughs> and i can post them to facebook now i will say they are holding the usb drive hostage if you are this blue kayaking uh seal explorer um they will not give you this usb drive back unless you send them some seal poop that's it they're holding their <laughs> ransom yeah, the ransom for some seal poop. Yeah, exactly. They they said, you know, uh, it, and in this article it says it's the science equivalent of sending nudes. Oh my god, <laughs> they need more leopard seal dookie. So, Ugh. hey, if you're uh, in the business of picking up poop, send it on over. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. I'm I'm sure they'll love the more the merrier, right? Yeah, yeah, they're all about that shit. Oh man. Well, we're keeping up with the animal stories here for all of our animal lovers, except this one might take a turn that you're not exactly liking. We're going to Horsetooth Mountain in Colorado, near Fort Collins. 
And uh, we got a gentleman, you might have heard of the story, actually. It made mainstream news, but we couldn't help but want to talk about it. And it is fucking insane. We've got a guy who is uh, about 30, running through the woods, you know, hitting the trails, doing a nice little, he's getting his exercise on. And then uh, all of a sudden, a fucking mountain lion attacks him. And oh my God. Luckily, I guess, it, you know, it was it was less than a year old. So it was a juvenile. It didn't really have its, you know, hunting experience down and it wasn't fully grown. But this guy somehow managed to fucking fight this lion off. He, he pummeled it with a couple of rocks that he found like near the scuttle area. And uh, then somehow fucking strangled it with his bare hands. <laughs> Just fucking straight up MMA style fucking knocked it out with a ground and pound kind of. <laughs> Like, this is what I'm having a hard time. Like, there's not a lot of, like, detail out there yet, really. Uh, some news stories are saying he was, like, a jiu-jitsu, like, practice guy. I don't really okay. know. It's just, like, some hearsay, though, because I, I haven't found any details of who he is. Like, I just heard that. So it's like, the guy must be fucking practicing jiu-jitsu to fucking beat a mountain lion, bro. That's like, that's a rough assumption, but. Yeah, uh, like, I, I just, I imagine the guy's in really good condition. And, you know, he just, he got lucky. Yeah, if, he's out, I mean, if he's out there fighting mountain lions for exercise, <laughs> he's got to be in great condition. He's just fucking crushing their trachea, like, with his bare yeah. hand. He's like, he's like, it's a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting. But when you find one, when you find one, Game it's on. fucking rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, like, that, that poor lion, but also I'm glad this guy's survived. Um, it does suck, you know, but I guess... Now he can pretty much intimidate anyone in a bar. Oh my god! Yeah, you definitely. That's definitely you free drinks wherever you drink. Like straight up. Just like wearing a shirt that says "I strangled a mountain lion" and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> hilarious. And they're like, so, so "What's up with that shirt?" And they're like, "You ever hear about that guy that strangled a mountain lion that attacked him while he was jogging?" It's this guy. <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and two hands that can strangle a mountain lion? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Imagine he lost one thumb. He's like, who's got one thumb? <laughs> <laughs> who's missing a couple digits but still strangled a mountain lion? <laughs> Apparently, he got out lucky, though. He didn't lose a thumb. He, uh, he only had, you know, he got some serious cuts and shit, but he, he was, like, fine. You know, nothing vital. He didn't lose any You're limbs. fighting something with fucking knives for hands. Like, Dude, my cat's. Are Dude. like sharp. I can imagine inch long teeth, like fucking just ready to pierce into your fucking bones. Like, and they're agile as fuck. They're agile as fuck. They don't land on their back. Fuck out of <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, seriously. I saw a video of one chasing down a deer, and they both felt like he chased it off like a little incline into a pool that was like a hundred feet down, and oh just God. like just endless pursuit. Like those things look. And they actually a little PSA: don't run. That's yeah. literally triggers cats. Yeah, they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, toy. This will be toy. fun. <laughs> you want to, I think, get big, get loud, and insult its mother, I think, are the ways to uh, deter a mountain lion. Uh, this is a funny statistic. Uh, if <laughs> you were in that slide, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was, I was <laughs> thinking in my head about the statistic. <laughs> so, so Colorado is like not the place to be running, apparently, because like twenty people have been killed in North America by mountain lions in in like more than a hundred years. Like, it is apparently, really? like, yeah, yeah, for like the first like the twenty deaths they had to trace over a hundred years. But in Colorado, three people have been killed since nineteen ninety and sixteen injured. By mountain lions. Jeez, they got a lot, I guess. Yeah, they just must have like an isolated fucking 
population of these fucking monsters. Because I've heard it happen, the attacks in like LA and stuff before, um, where people where they know, come down, yeah, from the mountains there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, oh, man. I just that's I'm, crazy. Lions scare the fuck out of me, man. They like, they, yeah, they're not the full-on African lion, but goddamn, like that's not your house cat trying to come at you. Now, truthfully, though, do you like somewhere within you, deep within you, do you feel like you want the opportunity against a juvenile? Yeah, full-grown, <laughs> fuck no. Or like, not even a mountain lion. Let's say like uh, a wolf, or like uh, no, dude, wolf. Okay, so a wolf, or like an alligator, pressure versus like a, a mountain lion is dramatically different. Ah, a wolf will crush your fucking bones. So, so that's probably like top tier predator that you could actually take down bare hands. No, I think I don't know. I feel like a wolf would be superior for me, honestly. You're right. They have fucking Freddy Krueger hands. I don't know, man. <laughs> Seriously, it pretty much is a top tier in North America, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. short of yeah, because like a, a straight up real lion would just jack you. You're done. There's no jack way you're you. we don't have those in America anyway. So bears, um, bears would flatten you immediately. Oh my god, yeah, you wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption is anything like real life. I feel like a bear after six months is like, nah, can't mess with that. Yeah, they'll just slap you around like a fucking toy. Yeah, dude, they're just way too big. Tell us on the Facebook page, what's the biggest animal that you would fight with bare hands? <laughs> we want to find uh, out. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd willingly fight the mountain lion. I'm not going to. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, speaking of uh, fighting wildlife and, uh, you know, getting into getting into scraps with things you shouldn't it, it i brought up red dead redemption 2 earlier and our next story kind of reminds me a lot of this intoxicated man arrested for jumping aboard moving amtrak train and taking over controls okay so we have a 26 year old man in california who was heavily under the influence and he jumped on a moving amtrak train and tried and blew the whistle more than once <laughs> the legal I, the whistle once per an hour. I, I don't blame him. I would be going ham on that whistle. Oh, you know it. <laughs> be fucking super annoying with it. So, <laughs> so he uh, oh, he apparently jumped aboard the train's backup engine and was acting hostile to crew members who feared for their safety and did not approach the suspect. Then he haphazardly started handling the controls and tried to put the uh, emergency stop onto the train while it was moving, which would have really <laughs> fucked up like the train and probably a lot of people in the train. Just like eh, ripping the e-brake while you're fucking going. Everybody flies the fuck out of their seat. <laughs> like, yeah, man. That I mean, it could wreck. It could derail it and shit too. So that's actually pretty serious. Oh, damn. Um, he eventually was uh, charged with. Public intoxication, intoxication, and trespassing on railroad property, and interfering or hindering the safe and efficient operation of a locomotive. Uh, <laughs> it, glad he didn't end up causing a train wreck, but like, how the fuck in this day and age do you jump on a moving train and think you're just gonna like, yeah, we're we're going to Cincinnati? Like, I'm, I'm taking this sucker for a fucking ride. Who thinks anything with like a solid like it's got no root besides the root that it's on? Like, like why would you? It's the worst thing you could possibly fucking steal. <laughs> like you're not going anywhere that they can't trace. Like it's like going on a a fucking police chase down a long hallway. Like you're, yeah. not, you're not going anywhere. We know where you're headed. 
Yeah, dude. No, it's just no. Uh, nothing. So I'm glad that this guy didn't cause any like serious injuries to anyone or damage any of the equipment um, or like take a swing at any of the crew. Um, it, it's just crazy to me. I never thought that train jackings were a thing of this day and age. I thought that was re- reserved for the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, they don't really carry much uh, much loot these days. No bags of gold. <laughs> right? Blooms Come on. <laughs> Where's my assaulted offal? I mean, uh, be more enticed to jack some food these days with the price of food, you know? Shit. There you go. A couple snacks. Man. God, give me your Slim Jim. No, fuck Slim Jims. I'm talking. We need some Angus beef steaks, man. I'm talking top sirloins. Maybe a fucking porterhouse, you know? That's more than a steak. That's a meal right there. It's a meal. It's a meal that can ma- amount to uh, quite a bit of money, man. And uh, we're going to our next story where a man decided that was too much money to pay. So he decided he was going to take a steak to go and dip out on the fucking bill. Dine and dash? A little dine and dash action. But what he did in this whole motion here is what's got us a little upset. He didn't just steal and just walk out on these uh, employees that are trying to earn a buck. You know, this restaurant owner that's just grinding to pay the goddamn light bill. You know what right. I'm saying? He uh, he took a fine, giant-ass porterhouse, which, which first off, let me just say, he, he didn't order just a steak, right? He ordered the steak, a lobster tail, and a 20-ounce beer, all right? That's, so yeah, got, that's pricey. That's the full meal. Like, $56 is what they said. And I, I thought, hey, that's a bargain in my mind. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, if we're talking a huge steak, yeah, then that's... It's, dude, it looks like a big steak. We're talking Fred Flintstone-style we're, steak. You're going to see in a second here. We're talking a big steak. Now, the thing that's got me really appalled here, though, is, is this man, the way he jacks the steak, you would think, you know, like, hey, maybe he asked for it, like, a to-go to container, a nice little styrofoam, a little a little aluminum foil with the plastic lid that you pinch down in the circle. It's fun. Everybody likes that. You know? Right. <sighs> nope. This gentleman takes a linen, like a cloth fucking napkin <laughs> that he took, he held from the bread basket, which they had already collected. He took it and he wraps a steak in this goddamn thing. So this was premeditated too. He was, he, dude, he had to have. He saw that napkin. He's like, oh, I'm definitely stealing the steak now. Before I was going to put it in my pocket now, they're just asking for it, but giving me a fucking cloth napkin to wrap my fucking juicy steak in. I have to say, from the look of this guy, too, it doesn't look like he's hurting for money. You know? No, dude. We're talking a finely dressed man, and I guess that's where we bring in the footage. Now, this gentleman is chilling. He's having his good old dinner here. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, that is okay. So it's like one of those big black napkins that they like linen ones they usually like wash and wipe by the face, look around. Okay, so that steak's as big as his head, dude. That steak is monstrous, right? Like, dude, let's get a retake on this. Look at the size of that thing. Yeah, that thing's gigantic. Yeah, dude. Do we see where he ends up putting it after it's in the napkin? Not is it just really. like under the jacket, kind of? I think, yeah, I think it's like, a, I don't know, maybe he tucks it in his oh, belt. Oh, he's just carrying it. Oh, I he think. carried it, carried it. Okay. Just okay. a steak in a in a napkin. It's like, so odd. Oh, I like how the news spins it. They're like, and a little girl was right there watching it. <laughs> like, you don't fucking tell shit. 
First off, this guy's a dick for dining and dashing on a $56 bill. Like, that's that's just fucked up in the first place. Secondly, what the fuck with the napkin? Like, I, I guess I get the idea of, okay, he's trying to, like, sneak out of there. So it's not like he's going to ask for a to-go container, right? Because that kind of blows your cover. Yeah. But, come on, napkin? You're going to wrap a steak in a napkin? Who the fuck does that? I don't know, man. <laughs> fucking savage. That's who. Fucking savage. Do you think he's also like fucking going to places, putting breadsticks in his pocket? <laughs> Might be, like, man. Put a little, yeah, he, he seems like that kind of guy, man. Put a little fucking. Is this like a nickel and dime situation? Pocket. You know what I'm saying? A little Napoleon dynamite. Some extra tots. Oh man, share them tots if you're gonna have a pocket full. Uh, so yeah, if uh, if you're a fan of uh, steak napkins, we don't want you listening. I think that's fair to say. No, no. There's definitely lint all over your steak. That's not the kind of spice I'm looking for. I'm looking for a little cracked pepper and salt. That's it. Not pocket lint? Not pocket lint. That doesn't (laughs) add the flavor I'm searching for to to make my palate really, really perfect, you know? Right. So, yeah, this guy's a dick. Let's uh, let's get a little palate change. I want to let people know what we... uh, A little hint on our funny clip for the week. Well, you know, it'll uh it's tasty too, but this one it'll, it'll burn your taste buds right off. <laughs> That's uh, are we are we talking peppers? What uh we're talking flames, baby. Flames and cupcakes. Flames and cupcakes. Flames and cupcakes. You gotta keep it uh aggressive and cute at the same time. You know what I'm there saying? Tune in for the savagery. It'll be uh, posted up on our Facebook page on Friday. I will tell you that one. It's yeah. gonna be Friday for that funny clip of the week. See what Matt's talking about. Oh yeah. And now and, Oh, how dare you? How dare I was how, steal your how d- dare oh. you? Try I, I think steal. I did that last time too. He always tries to steal my promo plugging and I'm not about it anymore. I, I forget the order. I would sit back like a calm guy. I would just hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. <laughs> he made a mistake. No anymore. <laughs> Put no drive a line in the sand. We'll be right back with some music suggestions and a special guest. A little bit of game, too, after that. And uh, before we do that, though, here's a word from our friends at the Small Town Mentality Podcast. Sometimes you want to go where nobody knows your name. The Small Town Mentality Podcast with Ben and Austin. What's up, guys? It's your host, Ben and Austin, from the Small Town Mentality Podcast. And if you're some real cool dudes... Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. Oh, my bad. We got to keep a PC for this promo. You can follow us on Twitter at STMPod, on Instagram at Small Town Mentality Podcast, and on Facebook at STMPod. You can find us everywhere podcasts are played. Yep. So if you're some real cool dudes... Excuse me, it's ma'am. My bad, sir. I didn't mean to call you that. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I'll keep that in mind next time we have it up. <laughs> Come check us out. Small Town Mentality Podcast. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I didn't even say sir that time.
Oh yeah, it's time to party you fuckers. And we are back and it is time to talk about some music suggestions. But today we're joined by a special guest. We have Kevin McCoy of the uh, Podworm Spacecast. How's it going? Doing great. Happy to have you on, man. We've been on your show. Now uh, it's only proper to have one of the Podworms on ours. Yeah, I'm sad. I I'm actually missed the show that you guys were on our cast. I was uh, I was at Cirque du Soleil and everybody thought I was joking so they wouldn't reschedule it. Like It was literally <laughs> that day that I was like, no, I'm legitimately going to Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> they, they didn't realize <laughs> Cirque du Soleil traveled. Yeah. This is the perfect opportunity, you know, to have you on then the, the one podworm that we didn't get to interact with. Yeah. So you can check out the uh, podworm space cast. It's a, a favorite of mine and Matt's. We're always looking forward to it every week coming out. And uh, this time we're bringing Kevin on to uh, do some music suggestions with us and play a little Valentine's day game. So to start off uh, music suggestions, I chose a, an artist named Sycamore Smith and Sycamore Smith uh, came up on my Spotify taste breakers playlist. I've been finding a lot of new stuff just off of, you know, the Spotify suggestions. Yeah. It always helps me out. And it, I thought like the playlist taste breakers was interesting. Cause you always hear taste makers. So I'm like, Oh, this must be kind of a more out there music, which <laughs> what I like to get into. Think of everything you like and ruin it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sycamore Smith's uh, was right at the top of it. As soon as it start, the song started playing, I was like, damn, this is interesting. It's something different than I've uh, heard before. He kind of has, he has a folky kind of sound to him and does like kind of comedic folk music in a way. Yeah. It's, is his but, name Sycamore Morrissey? <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. I mean, it's kind of the, uh, the same, same idea there. Um, and I mean, with with me liking bands like Brand New who always make references to Morrissey, I'm not surprised that <laughs> <laughs> I would like someone like Sycamore Smith. So uh, he his name is actually Mark Smith. He's from um, Merrick, Mar- I'm sorry, Marquette, Michigan, and he formerly played with a band called the Muldoons, which was like a punk band from the uh, from like 1980. And he was with them for a long time, and they broke uh, from like uh, eight, 1988 until 2004 when they broke up. Then he went off to do some stuff with a band called the, uh, the Reddits. And from there, ended up doing the solo stuff under the name Sycamore Smith. The Reddits? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think I'm saying it right. It's like R-E-D-E-T-T-E-S. Okay, okay. Red, so it's not like Reddit. Like the, like I wanted the, to make sure these guys are like, front page there's, of the a, there's a major lawsuit uh, coming up I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it looks like a French word or something. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But I checked out their Facebook page. They haven't really posted anything since like 2015, 2013, somewhere around there. Um, so it seems like that's kind of where they, they sort of tapered off. But he actually just put out a new album uh, called Gross Papa. <laughs> and that came out in, uh, in 2017. And that's what the first song I'm going to play is off of. Uh, it's off of that album, Gross Papa. And it is called Congratulations, You Survived Your Suicide, which is... A hell of a title, uh, definitely interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a very light song, uh, uh, honestly enough. He, he calls himself a lyricist, well, him and others call himself a lyricist, and I, I would definitely agree with the way that he sort of plays with the words, especially in this song. This is the one that caught me off the bat um, from that Taste Breakers playlist. Um, so this is Congratulations, You Survive Your Suicide by Sycamore Smith. Suicide Congratulations, you survived your suicide Yeah, you and that horror show cliche You've been trying to hide 
ring, ring, ring. You nailed down the windows and you locked the door, but the call was coming from inside. Congratulations, the good guy is gonna survive. Congratulations, the killer is still alive. You tried to pull the trigger, but your hand began to shake, and so you dodged a bullet. That you wanted to take. Life is long and sweet, and the love is pure and true. So that was congratulations. You survived your suicide by Sycamore Smith. The like I said, the lyrics in it are really what pulled me in. Um, there's a couple of them, like he said, uh, you dodged a bullet that you meant to take. Um, I thought that was kind of clever. Uh, they, and it's uh, you know. Uh, there was one along the lines of, oh, the uh, congratulations, the killer's still alive. Um, and it, it's just like these sort of weird play, play on like uh, normal sayings flipped in, a, in that scenario. And he does that a lot with his music and his lyrics. It's, it's playing uh, yeah. with the words. That's always nice. I always like that. Yeah. Hey, you can focus in and like dive into the story behind this like artist. And that, imagine. I mean sometimes it's the music that pulls you in but for for me a lot of times it is the lyrics because i can listen to something catchy and it's like okay i mean yeah i like it but unless the they're saying something that actually like kind of speaks to me in a way then like i i don't really enjoy it which is the complete opposite of this i I really i really enjoyed what sycamore smith is doing here yeah that's interesting yeah i'm 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 definitely more of like a music person than a lyric person like like uh but uh, that, like, I've got to imagine that anybody who listens to country would feel the same way, where they're like only about the lyrics rather than the music. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, especially in that genre, it all sort of sounds the same a lot of the time. You got that storytelling aspect to it. If you can mix the two, that's when you get like an incredible combo, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's where the stars shine through. Um, so uh, another song off of the same, uh, his newest album, Gross Papa is uh called the billions and i I also enjoyed this one has a similar sort of uh sound to it i gotta really deep dive deeper into you know his stuff with the muldoons and his stuff with the uh, redettes and see how that reflects compared to what he's doing now um i've only gotten a taste of sick i don't know i don't like saying that i only got i only got a little bit of his his discography i don't want to taste anyone Um, Uh, yeah (laughs) that's wrong yeah so salty to, to wash that salty taste out of the mouth, uh, we're gonna we're gonna listen to the billions by Sycamore Smith. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to eat or sleep or wonder what that girl did to deserve this little creep. The ex-fiance swears he will not make a scene. Still, he'd like to tie the bride and groom to the bumper of their limousine. There's a lot of hooks in the sea. There's a billion from the bent and dirty dull ones to the sharp and twisted bright ones. There's a lot of them. There's a billion. Anytime you bite one, it's never quite the right one. 
pours it on Everyone adores it Love and marriage goes with preaching Like a horse and carriage goes with horseshit Some old hymn is mangled by these tone-deaf holy rollers While the ex-fiancé tries to hold his peace Between his grinding molars There's a billion hooks in the sea From the bent and dirty dull ones to the sharp and twisted bright ones, there's a lot of them. So that was The Billions by Sycamore Smith. Another, you know, very folksy kind of thing. We were talking during the, uh, during the song there about his gold-plated kazoo that he <laughs> apparently brings around on tour with him. And he also wears a derby hat. He, I guess this guy is really a character, um, but a, a good one and an interesting one at that. Uh, he even he's been doing stuff for years. Like I said, he's been working on stuff since the '80s, and even put out a podcast in 2013. 2013 that he had a podcast coming out. I I was like still fucking dicking around in college at that point. I hadn't even started <laughs> listening to Mark Marin. <laughs> so I mean, well, actually, it started in 2012 his podcast. But um, so so yeah, he's an interesting character. I only really scraped the surface of uh, of Sycamore Smith, and hopefully. Maybe down the line we'll we'll hear a little bit more from him on the show. Oh yeah, some kind he's of got the the WT Folk podcast. Is that what he did? <laughs> it was it was actually called the Podster Casters. So, <laughs> yeah, an, an interesting name for sure. Um, in the early days of the podcasting world. Yeah, that sounds. That's like a dad joke. The Podster Casters. <laughs> well, like, plan, well, he loves playing with words, right? <laughs> there you go. Seems to be his MO. <laughs> All right. Well, moving along to my my pick here. I hope you guys brought your fucking taste buds because I'm laying down <laughs> the sauce. All right. The sauce. Now, sauce, now I'm talking S-A-W-C-E because they're too cool to spell it the traditional way. It's a uh, <laughs> New Jersey band. They all it's a bunch of kids that met in in uh New Jersey college. And uh yeah, man, it's it's a wild math alternative rock and like progressive rock like mixture and just the wild fucking like patterns of the scales that they hit it's just like a fucking jam band but not like a jam band like because i hate jam bands i always say that but like to me this is like the kind of like jam band i would be into what do you got against jam bands i don't know man they just go on and on every song is like 15 minutes like why (laughs) more of a jelly guy why man <laughs> me, me and the podworms recently went to a, a bar and we found out they had a jukebox there and we found out lists online and found all of the longest uh jukebox songs and so we <laughs> were there for four hours and we only played six songs wow uh, what yes th- I'm, guessing, what? I'm guessing american pie was somewhere in that no it, it <laughs> isn't actually yeah but really? there's like 40 40 plus minute songs that you can pay 50 cents for and, and have a great time that's a good value. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, not my style. Not my style. I, you know, I have a short attention span, so that's probably what goes into it. It's like move along, move along now. Uh-huh. So you know, this band is constantly changing up the progression of the song. Like it, it'll be like you know, soft one minute, and then all of a sudden it's just accelerated, and uh, it just it catches me. Um, no lyrics, straight instrumental, which is like something I've been diving into when I'm working on shit, especially for the podcast. Like lyrics will like keep me distracted. Like I'll start like thinking about the song, but something about like the melody just like blends into my mind with like my fucking thoughts over it. Okay, if that makes sense. So, so this is like the uh, 
the antithesis of of my suggestion. This is no lyrics. No lyrics, man. I, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it's like when you were talking, I was like, well, he's not going to like my band. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I've been enjoying what you've played so far. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and hey, put your own in there if you want. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah, and then all the groceries and shit. There you go, man. (laughs) Your grocery list of the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Need some butter. Need some milk. (laughs) Three avocados and some garlic. (laughs) I don't know why we did that to the Zelda tune, but. (laughs) So yeah, let me uh, give you a little taste of the sauce real quick. Um, You know, they got a lot of uh, songs that I really dig. Like I was playing one song that Jesse was like, "Is this is this fucking Sonic?" (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, it was like this one song they did called Sanic, and it was just like some rendition of fucking Sonic. I thought that was fucking really cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let me play uh, one of the songs that uh, I really enjoyed. This is a song that's uh, pretty popular by them. This is called School. So yeah, you know, that was the first song I actually heard from them. Um, pretty big song and actually it caught the eye of uh, Anthony Green. Like the, he was in Seosin. Yeah, I remember um, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until Cove took over. Yeah, yeah, and he was Circus survived. <laughs> he caught, you know, he, he somehow he found this this band on Facebook, like loved the song and, and actually like commented on their shit. Inspired a lot of people to actually check it out. So that song got like went viral. They got a shit ton of plays. They made music video for it, which has gotten, you know, a couple thousand views already. Um, but yeah, they're definitely blowing up. They even got like a, a GoFundMe to like fund a new recording, which is coming out. They released like one track from it so far, which is the next song that I'm going to play for you. It's called the uh, good set. And uh, yeah, this is, this is like a perfect example of like math rock and itself too, like where it goes all over the fucking place. And I Sweet. think that's, you know, like it was hard for me to choose. Like before we got onto the recording, I was sitting here like flip flopping. Like I don't know what fucking songs I want to choose like, to narrow it down to two because they go all over. Like they have some songs that sound like the Fall of Troy. They sound like more progressive, like you know, just aggressive rock. You know, to like just really soft songs that like, could be almost like countryish. It's weird. Hmm. So they go all over, and I really I dig that when a band can you know stretch their their genre limit. Right. But uh, yeah, this is the good set by Sauce.
Yeah, that's a good set, and uh, yeah, it, it's a long song. It's it goes on. It's probably like I think almost seven minutes. That's one of those ones you throw on in the bar, hijack yeah. the jukebox. Right. Song, man. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, and uh, yeah, it's you know it goes all over. It has a slow breakdowns, and then all of a sudden it's the bass players slapping it like crazy. It's nice. It's fun. You know, I can get into it. They're cool. Uh, it's definitely a different genre that that I'm than I'm normally used to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. actually, I, I think I found these guys like on a Facebook ad. They must have sponsored like one of their videos, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Okay, <laughs> checked it out, and huh. uh, yeah, man, I was like, "This band is what's up." I know who I'm covering. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So definitely check out Sauce S A W C E. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll you'll find them on Spotify. You can find them on YouTube. You can find all their their cool ass music videos, which look like they're recorded in you know some kind of basement room. But hey, mm-hmm. they're fun. Check them out. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, give them a listen. Let me know what you think. Sweet. So, Kevin, uh, what band have you brought our way today? So, I, I brought a band called uh, Young in the City, which is actually it's a uh, a Noah Gunderson side project. Um, do you know? Do you guys are you familiar with him? He's a he's a Seattle local. He did a bunch of songs for Sons of Anarchy. Um, oh wow! They, yeah, oh, really. Um, he's he's from Olympia. Figured I'd sport the Northwest. Um, I actually nice. discovered him back in two thousand five when he was 15 years old like a friend of mine was like come check out this band in olympia which is like two hours from me yeah and i was like this is gonna be shit because it's some coffee shop show and i showed up and like the kid blew me away like he was in a he was doing his solo stuff it was called noah gunderson at that point and uh it was like damian rice like level quality music um and then he was also in a screamo band called beneath oceans back in high school okay oh no so three years ago, the Screamo band got together and were like, hey, let's play music together. We haven't seen each other in like a decade. Um, and they put this stuff out, the Young in the City, under this name. Because they're, they're like, none of the stuff we did back then is salvageable <laughs> as being <laughs> appropriate for today. Um, yeah, and, Screamo had its window. Uh, yeah, sure. it did. <laughs> oh, man. And I was in that window. Um, <laughs> Believe me, we're in the thick of it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but this is a, this is a more like along the lines of Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, like the strokes. Um, if you like Huey Lewis in the news, it's got like that kind of vibe to it. It's basically, let's go out, let's have a good time and uh, drink a PBR. Um, nice. So the first song is called gold in the sun and we can give that a play. Just wanna have fun 
All right, so that that's Gold in the Sun. Um, they're I think they're just fun. Like I uh, like I uh, didn't uh, like. There's a lot of uh, local musicians who are like kind of a part of it in and out. Um, like the guy, one of the guys who who recorded this album is the same guy who's like playing with David Bazan right now. If you know Pedro the Lion or David Bazan. No, I'm not. I'm familiar. just like I'm. C- I'm in we're, Seattle we're, music zone right now. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. We, growing up on the East Coast, we had a lot yeah. of like the same thing where it's like, yeah. oh, have you heard of Just Surrender? And people are like, uh, uh-uh. Matchbook <laughs> Romance. Okay. Matchbook Romance, I know for sure. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. yeah, they're from our from our neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, I was on I was on Warp Tour with them for a little bit. Um, oh wow! So uh, the uh, uh, the next song is called waste my time uh, by this band and again i just like i i, I saw them i saw this uh, they just played this shitty dive bar down in seattle um and uh like it's just fun like people are there like the the audience for this kind of music is just fun because it's like everybody's just like hey we're gonna kill a saturday night let's all hang out and drink a pbr yeah and um like I like I had met some guys the week before. Um, in fact, I met this guy. His name's Michael Porter, and we'd hung out because we. I go to down in Seattle. There's this bar called Connor Burn where there's live music every week. Um, okay. Like the Head and the Heart used to play there every week until Dave Matthews came out and saw them. Oh wow! Um, and uh, anyways, I was hanging out with this guy at Connor Burn, just listening to live music, talked to him. We like hung out, and then we hung out another time later that week. I saw him at the show that I was at with where Young in the City was playing. And I was like, hey, man, how's it going? I bought him a beer. And then he went up on stage and played. And I didn't realize he was in this band. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, just like, like a lot of people walking around. So it was like kind of funny. I felt like I, was, I felt like maybe I was like sucking up to this guy, even though I was did not even know. Yeah, um, right. You gave him a little ego boost for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this next song is called uh, Waste My Time. Cool. The music scene seems pretty sick up there, man. Yeah, it's funny. I've I've gotten into a few fights with the guy from, like, I've literally been involved with two fights from the guy from the Head and the Heart. Like, just he just <laughs> the guy's like a crazy ass drunk. Oh really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Taking swings at you? Or? Cannon. <laughs> Dude, I like so we were in a bar and I like was drinking there and he shows up. It's this this small like New New York style bar where it's like you can fit maybe eight people in there um and it's just tiny little cocktail place uh they the whole band walks in because they just finished a show and they know the bartender and i know the bartender so they introduced me we end up hanging out for four hours and having a good time i'm like really connected with the drummer and then i told him a story about this dog uh trainer friend of mine who brought their new dog to a dog park in seattle mm-hmm. And a big dog jumped from the big dog area into the small dog area and grabbed a chihuahua by the neck and immediately broke its neck. And oh, my God. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm a dog trainer. I'm never taking my dog to a dog park again in Seattle if this is how people react. So I tell the lead singer, Head and Heart, this. And like, I didn't realize we were not in like Logic Town anymore. But he's like, you don't think I could fucking take a dog? And I'm like, I don't think that's what I said. And I was like, I was just like, it would be lame to bring your dog to a dog park and have it die and he's like he's like you fucking stupid seattleites think you can train dogs and i was like i do think <laughs> train dogs and then like, like it like it, dude it, this it, is a worldwide phenomenon like we've been working on this as like a sp- <laughs> for, for millennia uh-huh i don't have you ever seen balto pal um <laughs> the, the, 
he like he's getting in my face and he's like you ever been to europe you ever been to fucking europe and i'm and i like and that's when the the rest of the band like kicked him out of the bar and we're like we need to leave and I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, strong opinions about europe and dogs apparently <laughs> yeah i, I kind of am so curious where that line of questioning was going um because like you traded dog, you ever been to fucking Europe? <laughs> Whatever goes I, into animals in international waters, we know where it goes. We got to get him out of this bar now. <laughs> the, the the best ending of the story would be if I like went to Europe a, a year later and was like, why the fuck do we train dogs? Like why? Do we- <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to answer the question. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Yeah, this was the actual the first song that I listened to. When uh, you hit us with the suggestion, and I was like, "Man, I really like this. This is different." You know, you'll get a yeah. lot of that like retro classic rock, you know, the remake type deal. You know, you get a lot of the the synthwave shit. But I, I just never personally find anything like this. Like when I'm looking for new acts, right? It's hard it, to find new stuff. It, it's it's really rare for me to find a band that I would just call rock that I like. Mm. Like I yeah. really don't like it needs either to be heavier than that or it needs some synth in there. But like when you when you can find something that's just rock, that's just clean and good, like that is a cool place to be. But I just find it's like it's like a diamond in the rough for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so rare. Absolutely. So we we got a ton of stuff for you to add to your you know Spotify playlist. Uh, we got Sycamore Smith, Souse with a W, and uh, Young in the City. Three three bands that are. Uh, spanning the genres and giving you plenty to get interested in. Yeah. Easy access. Just go to over to Spotify and check out the American Slacker podcast playlist. They'll be there. Yeah, we curate that for Well, Matt curates that for you, I should say. I do. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get into a little Valentine's Day game. But before we do that, we have a promo from the Genuine Chit Chat podcast. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians, to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off limits, from movies to politics, and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want a podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton. And we are back with a Valentine's Day game. You know how we love our holiday games. And actually, Powder Room Space Cast, you guys are uh, you guys are up on your games as well. Oh, we play a lot of games. <laughs> they're, they're not all good. I, I played a game. I like I made a game for the, one of our more recent episodes, and it went on way too long. <laughs> oh, a lot of fun though. Oh my god, a lot it, of it fun. Was fun yeah. Did you I like what? The I like your non sequitur games where it's just uh, four things that are kind of alike and you got to ra- uh, put them in a ranking. Oh, man. If, if uh, I get impassioned about it, if someone tries to rank four random words in the wrong order, you're going <laughs> to fucking piss me off. So. There's some fucking animosity. Oh, yeah. It's over. 
Oh yeah, oh, you guys fantastic. do a good job of uh, cutting each other down with that too. I, I really enjoy that. You get crazy. Yeah, well, the other guys make it easy for me. So <laughs> nice, good shot. Um, so bring some of that over here because uh, you're going to need it. You're going head to head against Matt in the Perfect. Valentine's Day game. We got some uh, A B C D type questions, or I'll give you a couple of things to choose from, and uh, we got an eventual tiebreaker if it comes to that as well. So are you okay. guys ready, Matt? Stakes are high. You're off the show if you lose. <laughs> uh, I didn't agree to this or sign anything to this, but okay. All right. Well, you you That's emailed funny. me I got a document a while back, so I think we're good. <laughs> if I lose, uh, you will hear from the appropriate lawyers and whatnot. <laughs> Great. All right. So question number. Well, actually, if I win, you'll hear from inappropriate lawyers. Ooh, oh man, my favorite kind. <laughs> I'm curious. To, uh, I have to make it. I'm going to break the game now. I've got a few <laughs> on retainer. <laughs> so uh, last year we talked about Africa, drugs, ventricles, and beekeeping in our Valentine's Day game. What's that? It's going to be hard follow up after that. Uh, well, you never know where the fuck Valentine's is going to go on American Slacker. And that's what we like to do is keep people guessing. Um, and I hope that you guys won't be guessing. You'll be getting some right answers here. Let's start with question number one. Red is an emotional color that brings up thoughts of passion and love, which is why many Valentine's Day decorations are that hue. But red is not the same everywhere. What does the color red symbolize in China? <laughs> a, nature and harmony. B, good luck and happiness. C, failure and forgiveness. Or D, a future kick in the dumplings. <laughs> oh so, my God. What does red symbolize? In One more time. Are you serious? I'll run down them again. Uh, a, nature and harmony. B, good luck and happiness. C, failure and forgiveness. Or D, a future kick in the dumplings. All right, we're going to roll D out, obviously, as a group. I don't know about that. I don't know. As a group, I don't think so. I can't speak. All right. I can't speak. Nope. Can't speak for him. Uh, I'm Solid. good, personally. I mean, how are we handling this? Is this a free-for-all? Who's answering first? I mean, I didn't get a, a bell. Like it's I, I think the guest should always go first. You know, it's only... Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, answer B, and answer I forget B. what that is. Uh, that would be good luck and happiness. Matt, what uh, is your... Uh, answer A, uh, nature and harmony. Nature and harmony. Well, our podworm is right. It is good luck and happiness. Ooh. Red symbolizes good fortune and joy in Chinese culture and is found everywhere during the Chinese New Year and other family holidays or gatherings. Red is also the color in Chinese weddings representing good luck, joy, and happiness. Thus, red should not be worn on funerals. You oh, do man. I want to go to a Chinese funeral wearing red. Not wearing this shirt over there. Unless you didn't like the person, I guess. Then <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, fucking show up in a red tux. Like. <laughs> That's I don't a know. Problem, yeah. I don't know how Asians respond to funeral trolling. <laughs> yeah, weird, weird flex. It's, it's like, it's like a, a, the, the Quentin Tarantino of China director starts a new <laughs> film. I can imagine that where they start off with the all red at a funeral. Yeah, right. Must not like the guy. The all guy right. So prick. our guest is starting off. With the lead, on to question number two. Being single on Valentine's Day can be a bummer. Uh, but these days, there are several dating apps where, you know, you can find love. Back in the 70s, bachelors would use shows like The Dating Game to find their true love. What was the name of the serial killer who appeared on the episode, an episode of The Dating Game? A, Maurice Micklewhite. B, Luis Garavito. 
C, Rodney Alcala, or D, Charles Cohen? So a little, uh, little true crime Valentine's Day here. Must have been a shitty serial killer because I've never heard of any of them. Yeah, like set your standards a little higher. Like, <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> so I'll run down the names again. We got A, Maurice Micklewhite, B, Louis Garavito, C, Rodney Alcala, or D, Charles Cullen. Whoever he is, he needs to be more like Ted. Ted Bundy. I, I, yeah, right. Like I just watched the Ted Bundy tapes. Some name um, recognition. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Maurice Micklewhite because he. It sounds like he sounds like a baseball player, really. If I were to <laughs> guess profession, but you know what? He's a serial killer today. Maybe it's day job. Yeah. I, I was gonna go with that one, but I'm not one to join a train. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go either B or C. I think I'm gonna go C. We're gonna see. All right. I don't even know the names, but I remember those were the three that I thought. So the slacker is correct. It is uh, C. Rodney Alcala. Um, right. and fun fact: Maurice Micklewhite is actually the real name of act- British actor um, Michael Caine. Ah, oh. that's. Talked <laughs> <laughs> about this like two weeks ago. I, I thought I was going to pick it too if you did. That <laughs> a while back about uh, how I was just going to start referencing. Michael Caine by his real name and thing. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> choice man. Maurice oh, Micklewhite sent me. She was just sixteen. <laughs> she was just sixteen years old. Shut a little girl. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Didn't have to do it. Uh, so a little bit of a backstory. He was sentenced to uh, Rodney Alcala. He was sentenced to death in California in 2010 for five murders committed in the state between 1977 and 79. Uh, one of the other contestants who competed against Alcala on the dating game later described him as very strange and had bizarre opinions. Alcala won the date with the bachelorette on the show, uh, who subsequently refused to go out with him, according to published reports, because she found him quote creepy. (laughs) I'm curious what this, what this show is where you can win and still lose. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) She got a fucked up prize on that one. Like how, how bad were the other guys that the serial killer won? That's a good point. Oh. The other bachelors weren't bringing it, you know. Yeah, they were all software developers. Sorry, yeah, they, I don't, if you're a software developer, you're probably cool. I'm, I'm a mathematician, but sweet still. burn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just make sure you're better than the serial killer you're sitting next to when you're on the dating game. Right. All right. So it's one, one and one right now. We got a, we got a tie game going. So our next question in class, classical mythology. Cupid is the god of desire, attraction, and affection. Over time, his iconography uh, had acquired a bow and arrow that represented his source of power. A person or even a deity who is shot by Cupid's arrow is filled with uncontrollable desire. What are the feathered parts on the tail of an arrow called? <laughs> oh, I got this. Sorry. <laughs> I just love <laughs> making these questions. Um, <laughs> a, Fletch, B, Fletching, C, Felch, or D, Fidget? I'm gonna go with B Fletching. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's B. B Fletching, and you are both correct. Um, Fletching is the part of uh, the feathered part of an arrow. Fletch is a movie that uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, the guy from SNL. Why am I forgetting it right now? In Community, the old guy, the oh, old white guy. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Fletch is a, oh, an old Chevy Chase movie where he was like <laughs> oh, a spy. Yes. It <laughs> is. 
a fidget is obviously just like a fidget spinner and shit. So you guys are right. Uh, it's a uh, fletching in the tale of Cupid and the honey thief. The child God is stung by bees when he steals honey from their hive. He cries and runs to his mother Venus complaining that uh, small creatures shouldn't cause such painful wounds. And then his mom laughs at him and points out the poetic justice that he is so, also small and yet delivers the sting of love. Mm. So his mom's a bitch, essentially. <laughs> it's what I get out uh -huh. of that story. Like, it's, wow, what the fuck? It, it's a tough world to be anywhere related to the, the Greek gods. It, yeah. is, is that, that's Greek god, right? I, I believe so. Because there, there was a Greek and a Roman version too. So okay, yeah. I think he's Eros in, in the Roman okay. um, mythology. So you guys are tied. We're, we're on the last question here. Uh, question number four. Let's face it. Being alone on Valentine's Day sucks. Everyone is pressured to go on a date or be close to a loved one on the most romantic of days. Which of these places is the most remote? Aman Sveti Stefan Montenegro. Remote Oregon. Uh, Rotua Private Island in Vanuatu. Or Kristen da Kuana. I didn't fucking realize we were going to have to study up on our geography before we did the <laughs> Valentine's Day quiz. Uh, I like to like go at the subject and then just take a hard fucking left. Yeah. If you're going to fucking torture us, I'm going to torture you. Uh, let's hear the, the fucking answers one more time. Okay. Uh, great. Yeah, I shouldn't have picked ones with ridiculous names. Um, a. Aman Sveti Stefan Montenegro. B. Remote Organ. C, Rotua Private Island, Vanuatu, or D, Tristan da Kunha? I, I'm just going to go with D. Okay. I'm going to go remote Oregon because I feel like these are all fucking vacation like spots. Like, like, yeah, like not far from like big civilization. I, I feel like, that, it, yeah, maybe. It, I, I got to say, remote Oregon just sounds like a red herring to me, but. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be throwing one into every question. So. I don't know, man. I feel like he does this shit. <laughs> I'm going right, if, if it really is remote Oregon and then the rest are just like very famous places. <laughs> well, the wait is over. The pod one has clinched it. It was Tristan de Da Kunha. Uh, Tristan is a remote group of volcanic islands in the South Atlantic Ocean. It is the most remote uninhabited, or I'm sorry, inhabited archipelago in the world, lying approximately 1,500 miles off the coast of Cape Town, South Africa, and 1,300 miles off of St. Helena, and 2,100 miles off the coast of the Falkland Islands. So it's basically sitting in the uh, ocean between South America and Africa. Hmm. Oh, man. And Funny enough, I thought this was this was interesting. The island holds an annual break up, uh, break from the government and factory work, which begins before Christmas and lasts for three weeks. The beginning of the holiday, called Breakup Day, is usually marked with parties and celebrations. So you got a Breakup Day celebration in our Valentine's Day game. Yeah. If you translate that to English, it roughly comes out to the purge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I don't know the the. Series just kind of dies off to as you as you keep going. Up. You had to be there for the first one. That's that's what where the good one was. I had a tiebreaker question, but we don't need to do it. The podworms clinched it. Matt, pack your bags. Fuck it. I'll catch you nerds later. Peace. Oh god, no wait. Finally. He has that. Really. He's controlling the video. We can't leave. <laughs>
Oh, man. So, no, that, that was fantastic. Great job clinching it. We're going to have to send you some American Slacker stickers for your win. Awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. I uh, didn't realize I was going to have to study up so much for a podcast called American Slacker. <laughs> I like to keep everyone on the edge of their seat. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. High expectations, man, for the Slackers. <laughs> Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you uh, co- coming on and gracing us with the presence. Cool. Have a good day, guys. That was fun. Uh, thanks, man. Brings us to the end of the show. I think uh, that's about the time where we wrap it up, people. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We would love each and every one of you. Until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. We're passing the message. Yeah. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. America. We're talking America. America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit, or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. We're smoking America, America. we passing America. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We're talking America, America.